the rivalry is back on. 1% better every day and 1-0. The set is the quarterback lined up behind center, takes a snap, going for a home run deep downfield, looking for T.Y. Hilton. Hilton makes the catch. He's at a 10, 5, stumbles in the end zone, touchdown. Both coming with pressure off the edge. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to the Cody Fogger podcast. It's been a while. Hope you guys enjoyed your bye week with nothing really happening. Just sitting back watching football with really no ties. I'm your host as always, Cody Fogger, and my co-host, Derek Larger. Derek, how you doing? Doing good, man. Excited to be back and doing another episode. I know, right? It's been too long. It's been just about a week since we last recorded. So uh, it's good to be back. Um, it was kind of nice to take a little bit of hiatus and just uh, enjoy the weekend, but um, Colts are back, and the Colts are back for a pretty big game, uh, division game tie, uh, with the Houston Texans, who they have the same amount of losses. Obviously, Houston just has not had their bye yet, so they are four and two, and the Colts sitting there at three and two. Both victors uh, against Kansas City, ironically enough, both teams went into Arrowhead and defeated the Chiefs. The Colts kind of did uh, by shutting down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, or, or in the Texans more so, uh, kind of had a shootout, but both were victorious. So. They, uh, the Chiefs have lost two in a row in Arrowhead, which is kind of crazy to think about because that's such a tough place to go in and win. Uh, but nonetheless, now these two teams, Colts and Texans, are playing this Sunday um, in a big AFC South, uh, AFC South matchup. And so it's going to be a very good game to watch. And uh, uh, before we do that, uh, before we talk about that a little bit, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more on Thursday. Um, but big game, coming, big game coming up, obviously. Um, but we want to look at first talking about first we'll talk about the Darius Leonard news. Um, if you're on social media, specifically Twitter, you probably saw um, what di- went down there with Leonard and kind of trashing a little bit of a report, kind of a crazy report if you think about it. And uh, man, I was just thinking, um, holy smokes! Well, how crazy would it be if the Colts lost two of their best players in the same season? Uh, but obviously, Darius Leonard has come out and said that's not true. Um, Bleacher Report said he considered retiring. Darius Leonard said, uh, no, that's not true. Don't trust Bleacher Report. Uh, so we'll get into that. And then after that, we'll kind of look at the Colts' final 11 games down the stretch as they fight for a playoff spot, fight for the division, obviously, with this game. And uh, they've only played one of their six division games. And so um, there's going to be a lot more fun action uh it's going to be Colts had an early bye this year and I know we've talked about how we're not really big fans of that um so before we go into that and look at the what the Colts have to do to make the playoffs and win the AFC South uh Derek I thought we could dive into this Darius Leonard news a little bit so um yeah Darius Leonard has kind of been quoting about talking about you know he was obviously out for a while I'm out for those three weeks um and out with the concussion and he just it 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 caused him to kind of ask some questions like, man, is this ever going to go away? It's kind of been a lingering inj- injury. And that's kind of how concussions can be. And we saw certain players out for multiple weeks with concussions, but, um, but Bleacher Report kind of took that and kind of ran with that a little bit and uh, kind of <laughs> said Darius Leonard almost considered retiring. And then I want to pull up the Darius Leonard quote real fast, and then I'll get your thoughts on it, Derek, uh, really fast here. 
Um, man, I tell you what, nothing ever works when, when you want it to work. Uh, okay, here we go. So Darius Leonard, uh, he basically said, he said, retirement never once came out of my mouth. I did say that having a concussion made me look at my family slash this game while sitting out, but not retirement. My goal is 15 years, and I'm going to take it day by day to reach my goal. Don't believe everything you see. And then a couple of tweets later, um, he referenced, of course, um, a couple of years ago when the Colts drafted Leonard in the second round uh, when they said Darius Leonard was one of the Colts' worst draft picks. Yes. So kind of throwing some shade at Bleacher Report and saying that uh, that website said this. They should be lost all their credibility. Um, so a little bit of beef between Leonard and Bleacher Report, and I feel like that's been kind of a common thing ever since the uh, South Carolina uh, prospect was drafted by the Colts. And so always had that chip on his shoulder. Uh, but Derek, I kind of want to get your opinion on this Darius Leonard kind of beef with Bleacher Report and kind of the whole situation. I'm hmm. um, looking at it now kind of from an objective perspective and kind of from a fan's perspective. So what are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned before a bunch of times Bleacher Report people is not a real credible source, okay? It is the fake news of the sport world, okay? They run, they get their money based off of views that they get. It is easy to spin a story because Darius Leonard has been uh, out for three weeks. I mentioned that a bunch of times to a bunch of people on Twitter that said concussions can last a while. There's never a set timeline when it comes to concussions. It it just basically is you have it and you have to wait until it runs its course and then it goes through. It's more severe in some people. Some people it takes it's a few symptoms and then you're fine. But ultimately with this, it took about another week longer for Darius Leonard than it normally takes for other people. But either way, they kept him out. It was smart to do. He's going to be back and he's super excited about it. Of course, Bleacher Report took the uh, took words out of other people's mouths and they didn't really get that source. They just said, oh, this is what Darius Leonard said, but he never actually said it. That's just what he meant he was saying. Darius Leonard obviously, obviously mentioned, never believe anything you say from Bleacher Report ever. It's, it's a bunch of crap. They said the same thing about me being the worst draft pick the Colts have had, and they, lose, they should have lost their credibility then. They should lose their credibility now. So from here on out, Colts fans, we know anytime Bleacher Report wants to say something about a Colts player, it's just not true until proven, okay? At least we know that for a fact. But anyway, uh, yeah, I kept like I mentioned, it, it can take a while, and uh, we were. I think this the reason Bleacher Report did it is because of what happened with Andrew Luck. They knew if they could spin that story and say Darius Leonard and retirement in the same sentence, boom, headline, big headline, especially within Colts Twitter, because just two months ago that same thing happened to us. That same thing happened to us with Andrew Luck. It was caught by surprise. We didn't expect it. And then Andrew Luck is gone. And everyone thought, oh, maybe Darius Leonard has a very severe brain injury that we don't know about. Maybe he will retire. That That's terrible. Everybody's freaking out. And then Darius Leonard was really quick to uh, – Darius Leonard was very quick to dismiss that. And, I mean, if you saw his Instagram videos from when he – came back the first day of practice uh, late last week, you'll know that it didn't look like a guy that was contemplating retirement to me. I don't know about you, but that certainly didn't seem like somebody that was contemplating retiring. But like you mentioned, Cody, he just, he, he never mentioned retirement. He just said, maybe this is something I might have to change. I might have to 
uh, think about what might come next. I mean, but he never thought of quitting. I mean, ultimately, a concussion's a concussion. If he has those issues later on down the road, we obviously want him to do what's best for him because obviously Luke Keekley has the best linebacker in the uh, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. We obviously know has had multiple multiple concussions. He's had four major ones, but my guess is is he's probably had more than that because of how many times he's used his head for uh, as a battering ram. But I mean that that stuff can happen. And you obviously the brain is the biggest part of your uh, body that you want to uh, make sure you take care of. It's a very serious thing, and the NFL is obviously trying to make sure that players uh, don't get those kinds of injuries. Uh, I will admit it. This whole story kind of made me a little nervous at first, but then I kind of took a minute and just composed myself and say, I want to hear that from Darius Leonard's mouth first before I understand that. And obviously he mentioned that that never slipped my mind. So I'm just glad Darius Leonard's back and he's back ready to go hundred percent healthy and we specifically need him this week, too, because, you know, Texans, which we'll obviously get into here later this week. But this is a really big game, might be the most important game of the season at this point. Uh, so it's really nice to have the maniac back in the uh, blue and white uniform now. Yeah, for sure. And you talked you touched on it, Derek, like concussions take you know, different time frames for different players. Like we saw a couple of years ago, Ryan Kelly missed the entire season with a, con- after he got a concussion, he got put on injured reserve. And then, you know, you see a guy like Marlon Mack who was able to go after suffering a concussion, I think last year. So it just really varies on, you know, from player to player and the severity of the injury. And so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it was good to hear Leonard come out and say, no, that's not true because, um, I think I agree with you, Derek, because, it's such a big been such a big deal with Andrew Luck suddenly retiring and to have another player even think even say anything close to that uh that that could be big for numbers so uh I get it but you know that this goes to show sometimes people just put things out there to get a reaction so um so that's good news on the on the Darius Leonard front he's cleared concussion protocol also Clayton Gathers has cleared concussion protocol as well Uh, so the Colts will need him I'm not sure if he'll be starting or not but um, they need all the depth they can get right now, um, especially in this big division game. Um, so, Derek, I thought we could start there with that big division game and kind of go down the line and talk about the last 11 games of the Colts season. Um, obviously, the Colts and Texans is a big one. Um, it's at Lucas Oil, fortunately, which I know last year the Colts, um, that infamous fourth down call, that was such a huge play. Um, and really, I think that was a huge turning point point for the Colts last year in terms of confidence because I know they – you know, they didn't obviously win that game, but it showed, I think, a lot of players that Frank Reich trusts his players. He trusts them to get it done. And I think that was ultimately a big thing for the Colts realizing that Frank Reich trusts his players. And, and you know, going forward, I think that's an underrated story um, from last year to why the Colts went on that winning streak and did what they did because they knew that their coach backed them and trusted them. And so, um, obviously, this is a big game. Uh, the Texans hung 50 points on the Falcons a couple weeks ago, which the Colts obviously beat the Falcons. Um, and then last week they marched into Arrowhead and beat beat the Chiefs as well. And so um, the Texans are a very good football team. And obviously with the trade uh, for Laramie Tunsil, their offensive line, while they say it's fixed, you know, you never really know. And it's a pretty young offensive line still, uh, but it's certainly better than it was last year with Tunsil being one of the better left tackles in the league. I know he still has a lot to learn, but 
the Texans on paper, their offensive line and their team is better than last year. So Derek, what, well, first off, we know the implications of this game. What do you think the, the Colts have to do to, to be victorious? Obviously we're going to talk about this more on Thursday, uh, but what do you think the Colts in a synopsis kind of have to do? And what do you think ultimately happens on Sunday? Yeah, and for everyone out there that watches this, just know the Colts have a very tough schedule. Despite what some people might think of these teams, I'm going to get into it a little bit more as we keep going into these games to explain why a bunch of these teams who we thought just a month ago were easy wins, not so much anymore for me. But in regards to the Texans, you mentioned it, the offensive line being somewhat fixed. Uh I don't necessarily think that going up against the Falcons defensive line and the Chiefs defensive line is doing anything to prove to anyone that they're good. Okay, the Colts dominated the defensive line of the Falcons. They dominated the defensive line of the Chiefs is the same way that the Texans did. I don't necessarily anyone can do well against the Falcons defensive line and the Chiefs defensive line right now. They're probably the two worst defensive lines in all of football at the moment. So I'm not convinced i think their offensive line is better don't get me wrong but i still think that given what we've seen in past uh the last year and a half from games that we've seen from the colts i think frank reich will have a game plan set in place to exploit some issues that they have i would love to see another kenny moore blitz off the edge i'd love to Mm -hmm. see more of that because we see we saw it in the chiefs game i think they might do it again and with the colts having a bye week it does give them a lot more time to devise that defensive scheme that they want. Uh, The only issue we have now is the Texans have wide receivers. Now they don't have just Deandre Hopkins anymore. They have a full variety of wide receivers. Now they're actually healthy. Now will Fuller just had the game of his life last week. And then Kenny stills coming into the picture. He's a, a, a really good receiver. I mean, it is going to be an issue. The only positive thing that you can take away from it is with uh, Fuller and Stills doing so well in the passing game, that's taken away some of the targets towards DeAndre Hopkins, which definitely helps because he's obviously maybe the best wide receiver in the game. But when you're spreading that wealth, you're taking it away from the best player, which is fine. That's what we want. But it does leave you a little scared that they have so many other guys now. And Watson's looked on another league of his own. He has looked like possibly the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And he's up there in the top three. My top three is Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's that's a huge compliment. And they have Carlos Hyde now. Obviously, with, when they lost Lamar Miller, we thought, oh, man, that's that's a tough one. But Carlos Hyde has been running the ball very well. I think he's been consistent. He hasn't been killing it in the numbers, but he's been consistent and he's been getting scores. So this is a revamped offense in the Houston Texans. It is just going to be a matter of, does Iberflis have a game strategy in place to be able to hold back this high powered offense of the Texans? Yeah, and you also you also forgot to mention Kiki Cutie, who was a Colt killer last year yeah. um, in that first game, and Lucas Oil. And so uh, the Texans definitely have a lot more weapons this, this time around. Um, but the Colts also have some more talent. Um, obviously, Justin Houston, who uh, played in the Chiefs game and had kind of a sweet revenge game, won AFC Defensive Player of the Week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's coming back. And then Jabal Sheard came back, who... I think it's a very underrated player on this defense, probably one of the best players on this defense that no, we're not mm-hmm. talking about. Um, 
And then, you know, I think this defensive line played a lot better. Um, and the Colts could be getting back Malik Hooker as well. Um, I know his he's kind of still up in the air. Frank Reich hopes he can play. Um, but that would be huge to slowing down the Sexton's offense. And then, obviously, you mentioned it, Darius Leonard coming back, which is which is huge. And um, and obviously, Bobby okariki has been playing really well, too. Um, that's a guy I don't think we've talked about enough. He's, he's played pretty solid. I thought he played really, really well in that Chiefs game, especially in coverage. Um, and then... And then you've got Kari Willis, who's played really well as a rookie. And so the Colts have some talent on defense. And we know from the draft, I mean, besides Paris Campbell, they they basically drafted all offense early on. I think they drafted some – or all defense, I should say. And they drafted a few offensive linemen in like the seventh round or something like that. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a really heavy defensive-centric draft. Um, and I think some of those young players are coming around now and kind of showing why they, why they picked them so early. Um, and so it's going to be a good game. I think a good test for these younger players on the Colts. Um, obviously, we, we saw Grover Stewart last, I guess not, I guess two weeks ago, because Colts had a bye week. Um, he had a sack, and so he got the start over Marcus Hunt, and he's been playing pretty pretty decent um, all year. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a, a very interesting game. Uh, what are your predictions for that game? Yeah, for the uh, for the Broncos game here. Um Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, this, Texan, Texans game first. We didn't give oh, our score Texans predictions game. there. Gotcha, yeah. Um, with the offense just being a lot more a lot more revamped, I think, on both ends here, I think the Colts are going to want to throw the football a lot more against this Texans team because that's what the, te- the Colts have always done against this Texans team. Uh, I think it will be a higher scoring game here, and I think it's going to be a score of 31 to 27 Colts in that one. Hmm. Okay. So you're putting your trust and faith and Jacoby Brissett in this. I am trusting Jacoby Brissett. All right. All right. That's great. We can move on to the Broncos game, which uh, I'm a little bit upset about because, so I work at a church and uh, I don't really get to go to many games throughout the year. And so really the only games I'm able to go to are if they're later on in the day, like the four, 21 like this Broncos game was until they decided that the freaking Raiders were uh deserve that spot more and so I I'm a little upset because I was planning to go to that game with my family and then I saw that they made the change and I was just like well that takes that away so we're gonna try to still go to that Miami game but if they flex that game too I'll be a little bit upset but um (laughs) But so Colts Broncos, obviously the Broncos that had a rough start to the season, they were 0-3, and, um, and then they've rattled off a couple wins now. Um, they've looked pretty good. They shut out the Titans last week, um, which, I mean, it's not that – I mean, Marcus Mariota is just – oh, man. Yeah, he's terrible it's just, right It's now. just ugly, man. He got benched. Um, I mean, let, let's be honest. Yeah. He got benched. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, the Broncos are riding high right now. Obviously, we don't know how they'll be um, in a couple weeks, but the Colts play the Broncos. Broncos have a pretty good – I feel like the Broncos were always – even in that losing streak, I felt like the Broncos were a lot better team than we thought they were, than their record indicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Broncos still have some weapons. Obviously, they have Philip Lindsay and uh, Royce Freeman, who I think is a, are, are a pretty decent combo. Uh, they have Cortland Sutton, who my fantasy team – Thank you, Cortland Sutton. He's pretty consistent. <laughs> um, I believe they have. Oh shoot! What is his name? Is it Emmanuel Sanders? I still say have him. Emmanuel, yeah, yeah. It's Emmanuel Sanders. I still have him. Uh, so they still have some weapons, and even though they may not be the most talented team in the world, they can still put up a fight. And you know, we thought a couple weeks ago the Colts would blow out the Raiders, and you know, if you told me at the start of the season, you think 
What do you think will happen in this game? I thought the Colts would win by double digits, but as we've seen in the NFL, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this could, I think this could be a tougher game than we think initially on paper, Derek. Yeah. What, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, this is the game that scares me. Remember how we kind of said that the Raiders were a trap game? This is mm-hmm. certainly one of those. Let me just throw this stat at you. The first three games of the season for the Broncos – they had a grand total of five sacks. Grand total. Like, that was near the bottom of the NFL. I think, actually, for the first two games, they actually didn't record. Uh, or, actually, I think it was – It was. let me look up the number here real quick. I want to uh, look that up as I have it yeah. right here. I know they didn't have a sack for a while there. Yeah, they had no sacks for the first two weeks of the season. That I remember. And then they didn't uh, – they recorded a couple sacks the, uh, in week three. I think they said over the last two weeks have recorded seven sacks. So, and which is odd because Bradley Chubb just got injured. It was odd. They couldn't get any pressure with Bradley Chubb up there. He leaves. And then all of a sudden they figured out a pass rush, which is crazy because you know, they, they, they didn't have anything at first. And I mean, let's be honest here. They gave up 200 rushing yards to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leonard Fournette had that 180-yard rushing uh, ground attack in the second half, kind of similar to what Marlon Mack had against the Chargers the first week of the season. And if they're going to give that up to Leonard Fournette, I don't know if they're going to be prepared for it again, but Marlon Mack can certainly do the same thing with this offensive line that we have here. Uh, And Emmanuel Sanders is questionable for this week's upcoming game uh, against the Chiefs, but... I'm not sure how his uh, status is going to look on that for when they face the or when they face the Colts, but I do know. Uh, yeah, the offense has definitely looked better for the Broncos. They're finally figuring out their offensive tempo. Nothing crazy. It's kind of similar to the uh, offensive game plan for the Colts. They really don't have a lot of the wide receivers to throw the ball deep, and they. I mean, Joe Flacco is not going to throw air the ball out all the time, they're going to rely a lot on the run game to get them in position to where they want to be in the third down and shorts and make things simpler for their quarterback. And in this, uh, this secondary for the Broncos, I think is still kind of uh, wondering, you know, to, uh, they're just still trying to figure things out. Uh, Chris Harris jr. Definitely will uh, have uh, his hands full with Ty, uh, with T Y Hilton there. But th- again, this is another game where, even if we're at home, this is a team that can turn on us and can make us in uh, a really bad game if we don't stay focused on this win. So I, I think the Colts pull this one out. I think it's going to be a, a relatively closer game. Uh, I think a final score for me would be the Colts winning that one 20 to 10. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a more low scoring game. Uh, so I'd probably say it probably around there. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be closer than we think. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20, 23 to 17. That's going to be my, my guess. Um, okay. So we can move on to the next game. I think this game could be more of a trap game, honestly, than the Broncos game um, because Pittsburgh, while their record, you know, I know what their record looks like. They don't really look like the greatest team, um, but I've, they put up some fights. Like I remember they, they, I remember watching that game a couple weeks ago against Baltimore, which Baltimore's a pretty good team, and they, they were fighting with them to the end. Um, and so obviously Pittsburgh's down to like what their third string quarterback at this point because Mason yeah. Rudolph just got killed. Um, and so, 
yeah, that is something um, certainly to monitor. Uh, but, you know, I just feel like the Steelers are better. Uh, they're a pretty good overall team, and I feel like they'd be a lot better, obviously, with Ben Roethlisberger under the helm, but uh, that's not going to happen. Um, I think this is the game that the Colts could – it could go either way where the Colts dominate this game and they win by 20, or it could be a lot closer in the Colts. It could be similar to that Raiders game. It just depends what Colts team shows up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're tackling like they did in that Raiders game, it could be a lot uglier and it could be a lot closer than that. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, but, you know, overall, I believe in Frank Reich and I believe in this staff. So I'm going to say this game, I got the Colts. I got the Colts winning uh, and I got them winning 28 to 14 in that game. Just because I don't think that Pittsburgh, you know what? No, I'm not going to even go 14. I'm going to go 10 just because I don't think this Pittsburgh offense can really do much without their quarterback. And so I'm going to go 24-10 for the Colts Steelers. What do you say for that game? Yeah, again, another one of those games that they're going to rely on the run game. And, I mean, it'd be so much easier to say if the Colts had any kind of run defense. I mean, I know we stopped the Chiefs, but then again, anyone can stop the Chiefs right now. They can't run the football, but this Steelers team can. James Conner over the last two weeks has been running rabid. He's been killing defenses on 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 the other side of the ball. He's been running the lights out of it. And I think the Steelers are trying to embrace that now because they know they can't beat you over the top. So they got to beat you with the ground and pound game, which is kind of the same thing as, you know, what the Colts have been trying to do recently. We know we, they can't beat you over the top. So we're going to uh, beat you with physical force on the O line. Um, ultimately, I think this depends on which Steelers defense we get. I mean, that Steelers defense over the last two weeks certainly has looked pretty good. But then again, they, they face the Bengals that, Bengals are, are the second worst team in the NFL right now. And I mean, they face the chargers who I've been, I was saying this on Twitter. I think this might be one of my more popular tweets that I ever posted on, uh, on Twitter. And I kind of want to do it real quick before we don't want to run out of time here, but this is what, this is what I tweeted uh, last time that I was doing it. I said, why, why are we getting so amped up about the, uh, about the chargers losing uh, uh, to all these teams. It's like, why are Colts fans getting so upset about us losing earlier in this year? It was the first game of the year. Chargers are just like any other team that can go from bad to worse and can go from really good to really bad. Injuries have a lot to do with that. And they're trying to get Melvin Gordon back. They're strong, trying to figure all this out. And it's not like we got blown out in that game either, people. We had a chance in that game. It came down all the way down to the wire. Everyone needs to calm down. It's not like we got beat by a bad team that chargers team week one everyone was saying was probably a top five team in the nfl so i mean the chargers just have been on a down spiral they can't figure out their offense philip rivers doesn't look like he knows how to throw a football at the moment their wide uh their wide receivers drop passes i mean and their defense they're they're missing a few guys still and i mean What can I say? The Chargers are just laying a goose egg on every team they faced the last few weeks. They're like the Dallas Cowboys, although at least the Dallas Cowboys can at least make games close. Uh, So I'm not too worried about what the Steelers have been doing to people. I think that we're going to be just fine. Uh, I think this is a game where we win 28 to 17. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think I said 24. I meant 20. I think I said 28 to start. That's what I'm probably going to stick with then. So we have the same score there. Uh, okay, moving on to the next game. 
Uh, I think this game will probably be on paper the easiest game for the Colts to play. Colts at or Dolphins at Colts, four oh five. Hopefully, I can go to that game. Hopefully, they don't switch that game. Uh, <laughs> dang NFL! Uh, but Dolphins Colts Colts should win this game by a lot because the Dolphins have basically shipped out all their good players at this point. Uh, they lost against the Redskins. They lost basically the uh, basically. I don't know what you call it exactly, but it's basically the battle of the bad teams. And they were did not win that game. I think they went for two and actually failed. So, yeah, um, yeah it's not looking very good for the Dolphins. Still winless at this point. Uh, so the Colts should win that game. I'm going to say the Colts win 35-10. to 10. What do you say about that game? Yeah, and the funny thing you mentioned about the Redskins and the Dolphins game. Here's the problem. One team was trying to tank. The other one was not. And the problem is the team that was trying to tank almost won it. That's the sad <laughs> part about this whole thing. Thank goodness I had Terry McLaurin on my fantasy team because he was the mm. only positive thing about that Redskins team that whole uh, this whole season so far, pretty much. Um, yeah, like you said, the, the Colts, I think, are going to win this one. There shouldn't be any question. They're at home. They're facing the worst team in the NFL. Uh even though I don't, I don't think they're going to blow them out. Actually, I think the, the the Colts are going to be a little idle, but they're still going to win comfortably. So I think they're going to win uh, with a final score of thirty-one to fourteen. Is my prediction for that okay. one? Okay. I just think the Dolphins are so inept on offense. I just don't even think they'll score fourteen points at this point. But you never know. know. <laughs> never know. You never know. Like I thought, the Raiders wouldn't score as many points as they did, and they did. So um, okay. Uh, next game. Jaguars at Colts last year, the Colts won that game. And then they lost the game in Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville right now. It's sitting at two and four, which we record this podcast on Tuesday, October 15th. Um, but they still have a pretty good defense. Um, still have a lot of talent on that team. Uh, and so I feel like this could be a close game. This is like Colts Jaguars are normally at this point, pretty close games. Uh, they were last year. Both games are pretty close, um, both down to the wire games. And so, um, the good news is Colts killer Blake Bortles is no longer on the team, uh, which is crazy to say. But um, so now the Colts are, will face unless Nick Foles is back. And I don't know if he'll even be starting or not. But Gardner Minshaw, Minshew, however you say his name. Yeah, Minshew. Uh, yep. Minshew. Yeah. So they could be seeing him and this Jaguars team in a couple of weeks. Uh, Derek, what do you think about this game? Yeah, another one of those games. It's a division game. Uh, but I think ultimately the Colts the Colts beat the Jaguars last year because of a, a bend-don't-break defense, and they ran the ball down their throats. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that we have this year. That's how we won games. And I think that we're going to be better at it. Uh, this year, I, I know Jacksonville still has a lot of ways to get to the quarterback. I anticipate them making Brissett work for his yards. I totally expect it. Mm-hmm. But if this team's healthy and I think that – they're going to have a game plan ready, and usually that's how it is. A lot of times, Colts win at their stadium, Jaguars win at theirs. It's usually how that is. Uh, so I, I think the Jaguar or the Colts will win this one. I think they'll win with a final score of twenty-four to twenty. Another close game of kind of what we saw in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to say too. Around that score, three four <laughs> three four point game. Uh, but I think the Colts ultimately come on top of there. Uh, okay. So next one Colts at Texans. So last year, the Colts went to Houston twice and beat Houston twice, um, in our, in an NRG stadium. I actually might try to go to this game with one of my pals, uh, might, might fly down to Houston and watch this game. Cause it's a Thursday night game. 
Um, that's going to be a good game. That could potentially be the battle for the AFC South, the crown at that point, um, depending on what happens, obviously, with Tennessee, which isn't looking too good, and Jacksonville, which isn't looking too good. It, right now, it seems like the Colts and Texans are going to be probably battling it out for that AFC South, AFC South crown. Uh, so that's going to be a really good game. Um, Derek, I think for me, uh, it was kind of crazy last year. I thought, you know, if I would have been predicting the 2018 schedule, I would have thought the other way. I would have thought the Colts would have won at home and then lost to Houston in Houston. But uh, for whatever reason, T.Y. Hilton is a part-time owner, I think, of NRG Stadium. Um, he seems to always go off against the Texans in that stadium. And so um, I think the Colts win again. I think it's a tough game, but I think the Colts pulled out. Um, and I think the Colts do it how they've always done it, and they just – you know, how they've always done it this season, I should say, not how they've always done it, but uh, they run the ball and they continue to stick to that game plan. And T.Y. Hilton has some big chunk plays and they, they shut Deshaun Watson. At least you can't really shut him down, but they limit Deshaun Watson um, and kind of do what they did with Patrick Mahomes. The, the best way to limit those kind of players is just not have them be on the field for long. Um, and so I think the Colts do that. I think the Colts are victorious again. Um, and this one could go either way. I could say that I could see them winning. I could see them losing. Uh, but I'm going to say that they win 20, 24-21. I'm going to say that's the final score for that game. Um, I think it's going to be down to the wire game like they always seem to be with Houston. Um, and I think the Colts will do that. But I think that they found the blueprint uh, to beat Houston last year in the playoffs. <laughs> and they, they really – Andrew Luck didn't have to do a ton in that playoff game. And so – I think the Colts will stick to their running game. I think they'll throw it when they need to, but um, that's my prediction for the game. But if Deshaun Watson goes off, if they're not able to contain him like like they were last year, um, I could definitely see Houston pulling this game off, especially at their own stadium. So, Derek, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, unless it's the Tennessee Titans, I can't say definitively that I think the Colts are going to win both times, especially against this uh, red-hot Texans team. I can't say that. I already picked them once to win it at home. I think on a short week, I know the Houston will be on a short week, but most of the time the short week favors the home team. And that's usually how it is. And that's just fact. And I think this is, this will be the first one of the first five games. Yeah. Let me make sure I got that right. Yeah. Five games in after the bye week I said they would win all of them. Uh, We'll just I'll just go with the Texans winning this one, and they will win this one by a grand total of twenty-seven to fourteen against the Colts. Mm. Okay, so you think they kind of figure out how to stop this Colts offense a little bit? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. I could definitely see them winning either one, so winning or losing. Um, so yeah. Okay, to the next game. So Titans at Colts. Colts already traveled to Tennessee earlier in the season. They were victorious. Um, Derek, we saw in that first first game, the Colts offense kind of struggled a little bit against this really, really good Titans defense. Um, but again, you know, you think about it, they were the Tennessee was at home. They were feeding off the home crowd a little bit. I think they were feeling it. Uh, and so I think in this game, the Colts offense finds a little more spark than they did in that first game. Um, I think they run the ball a lot more effectively than they did. And I, you know, I doubt that they didn't run it effectively, but I think they run even better this game. I think the passing offense in particular uh, takes a little, takes a step forward a little bit. Um, I'm going to say the Colts win this game 28 to 14. And that, that's kind of similar, I think, to the when the Colts played the Titans last year. And now obviously with the Marcus Mariota situation, 
Um, whoever you see, either Mariota or Ryan Tannehill, um, I think they just really can't get anything going at this point, um, especially if it is Mariota. I think the Colts shut him down again. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just – neither of those quarterbacks scare me. So mm-hmm. I just think the Colts ultimately are pretty – win this game by a pretty wide margin um, just because I feel like Tennessee at this point is self-destructing. Um, it seems like the Titans always start out hot, and then it seems like they kind of fade near the end of the season. Um, and so that's my that's my prediction for that game. What is your prediction? Yeah, it seems like every year we see it. They they start off insanely hot, and then they just fall flat. And and I I feel bad for their defense. To be completely honest with you, their defense is all, over the last few years has been one of the best overall defenses in the league. I mean that's that's great and all. But if you can't score, then you can't win football games and you get Mm. shut out by Denver. I know it's in Denver. I know the air's different up there. I know it is. But come on. It's it's Denver. You can't tell me you can't (laughs) score one time. If your team can't score one time against Denver, even with their improving defense, you don't deserve to get favored in any game you play in. So, Mm -hmm. again, the Colts have not beaten the – the, or the Titans have not beaten the Colts since 2017 when Brissett was the starter. They hadn't beaten uh, all of Andrew Luck's tenure when he was there. They have failed to beat the Colts now with Jacoby Brissett at 1-0. and And Jacoby Brissett is going to go 2-0 and against the Tennessee Titans. That's right. So I am going to predict the Colts win this one with a grand total of 27-10. to That's mine. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're on the same page there. That's good. Uh, Colts at Bucks. Uh, the Bucks aren't looking too good, especially Jameis Winston uh, throwing what five interceptions this past week. Uh, yeah, I know it, Bruce it Arians. Bad. Yeah, it was it was rough there in London. Poor uh, poor Bruce Arians. It's rough. Um, so Bucks aren't looking too good, but it is in Tampa Bay, so that is a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't know. This is a really tough game for me to gauge because I just don't. I can't figure this Tampa Bay team out. Yeah. Um, it seems like they have some talent, but it, it also seems like they can never put it all together for a full game. And so I don't know. Uh, this one's tricky. Give me your thoughts on this. I'm going to, I haven't made my prediction yet. I'm going to think okay. about this one. Gotcha. Um, you're right. The, this Buccaneers team, you don't know which team you're going to get. You had the saints game where they targeted Mike Evans twice in that mm. game. You know how many catches he had? Zero. They had zero catches for Mike Evans. That is absolutely insane. But yet somehow, some way, they put points up on the Saints. I don't understand how they did it because the Saints are a slightly better defense than Carolina is at the moment. Now, to give credit to Carolina, Carolina is very good right now. I don't know if people quite notice it, but they are very, very good. Their defense is one of the top five defenses in the NFL right now. And... Of course, I know that's no reason for Jameis Winston to be throwing five interceptions. Isn't it kind of funny how in 2016, what or no, 2015, when uh, Mariota and Winston both came over, they were wondering who should be the number one and number two quarterback? Well, <laughs> neither of them. <laughs> neither of them. Neither of them should even be starting at the moment. They're both yeah. terrible. This is the number one and number two draft picks we're talking about here, and they both look as if they, they don't even belong on a roster. I mean, they're terrible, and... I mean, it's it's crazy because this Buccaneers defense, their run defense has actually been pretty good. They've been one of the top 15 run defenses in the league this year. They've actually done pretty good with getting a pass rush. 
Uh, they held Christian McCaffrey to 31 yards rushing. 31 oh, wow. yards rushing. Now, I know yeah. Christian McCaffrey did other stuff. Obviously, that doesn't fall on the run defense. That falls on the pass coverage. But then again, to keep McCaffrey at 31 yards, that's pretty impressive nonetheless. Uh, I definitely think they'll be they'll definitely be targeting Mike Evans a lot more in that game against the Colts. I can promise you that. And I know their de- run defense is going to give us troubles at times. But I still think overall this team is better, is slightly better coached. And I mean, I'll take Brissett over Jameis Winston any day of the week. So mm-hmm. uh, give me the Colts in a in a little bit of a close one here. Give me the Colts twenty one to seventeen. I think it's a close one, but I think the Colts pull this one out as well. Okay, I'm going to go similar, but I'm going to go twenty one fourteen. Gotcha. So I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a sloppy game, but I think the Colts will come out on top in that game. This one, I think, is one that I definitely could see the Colts losing um, and losing probably worse than they have all year. Not to say they'll get blown out, but, I mean, they're playing the Saints in (laughs) New Orleans, uh, one of the hardest places to play um, in that dome. It's uh, And Drew Brees will be back, and so – I mean, we've seen the Saints can win with Teddy Bridgewater, and Teddy Bridgewater's a fine quarterback, but he's not Drew Brees. Yeah. And I mean, the Saints overall are just a good team. Like they're yeah. just they're one of the best teams in the league, no doubt. Uh, they're good about everywhere. They can run the ball, they can pass the ball, they can do whatever. Michael Thomas is an absolute monster. Uh, they have a pretty, they have a really talented defense, and so they can really they can attack you in in a lot of different ways and a lot of different prongs. Um, and so I just don't, it's hard for me to say the Colts are going to go into new Orleans and beat the saints, especially at full strength, with Drew Brees coming back. So I'm going to say the score is 31 to 21. I'm going to say the saints will come out on top here. Uh, I think the Colts, I think the scores, uh, I think the Colts make it closer than the score indicates, but ultimately I think that's kind of what's going to happen. I, uh, I just, it's just so hard to win there. So I have the Colts losing that game. What do you think about this game? Yeah, it's another one of those things. I mean, the 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 Saints are four and zero with Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. You can win games with Teddy Bridgewater as your starting quarterback, and they beat some good teams too. Don't get me wrong; they beat the Seahawks, they beat the Cowboys, they they just beat uh, Jacksonville, even though that one was close. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they can win games without their starting quarterback, and their starting quarterback is going to be back here in another week or two. And they're, they might look unstoppable at this point. They think they're the second best team in the NFC at this moment, only behind the 49ers at this point. So, I mean, it's it's really tough for me to sit here and say that the Colts are going to get blown out. I don't want to say they're going to get blown out, but I think this is the game where we get blown out. I think we get reality checked here uh, with a final score of 35 to 17. As unfortunately as I want to say it, I don't know what's going to happen down the road. Obviously, that's uh, two months away, so a lot of stuff can happen. But uh, at this moment, the the Colts aren't in contention with how the the uh, Saints are playing right now. Right, and I think the Colts are a talented <laughs> team, but I just think the Saints are at another level at this point. Yeah, they're they're like, on a pedestal. They're just yeah, they're the team to beat. Uh, not to say that we won't say that the Colts can't beat them because we've seen you can beat anybody in this league. Mm -hmm. Um, so if the Colts went there, I would be, I mean, we'd obviously be super happy. Um, but we just, we try to keep this podcast as much as we can very, 
I don't know. I feel like some podcasts could potentially, you know, if you love, if you're talking about your favorite team, you can get kind of homerish. I don't even mm-hmm. know if that's a word, uh, but we try to kind of take, but take, take a step back, be objective with what we think about the team. Yeah. yeah do you want to say something? Yeah. And, and just for real quick, we both said here, we both sat here and said the chiefs were going to, were going to swipe the floor with us. Okay. We both <laughs> right. said that we <laughs> thought that was going to happen and look at what happened. Okay. That's what happens when you stay unbiased down around here. Okay. We're trying to be unbiased. Of course we want the Colts to win every week and we always mm-hmm. think they have a chance, but when, come on, but let's be realistic here. The saints are a better team than the Colts right now. And until something drastic happens with injuries or Jacoby Brissett starts looking uh, like a monster, then I, I I can't sit here and say that I think the Colts are going to beat the Saints right now. Right. And we'll happily eat crow if that happens. But yeah, as absolutely. It right now, absolutely. And, and that's no <laughs> shot at the Colts. It's not. It's, you know, the, I mean, the Saints, we say the Saints are like one of the best teams in the league. Like they are top two, top three. Yeah. Right now in the league. And so it's like, well, not many other teams are going to be better than them. So we're not saying the Colts are a bad team. I don't want you guys to think that we're just saying objectively, as we take it, as we look at it right now with how the teams are playing, I mean, the saints are one of, if not the best, I think I would say they're the best NFC team, but that's just my opinion. Either the 49ers are really good. Uh, they, I know what they did to the Rams. That was, that was impressive. And my fantasy team like that. So yeah, same um, here. <laughs> so I think it's a I think it's a toss up between between those two teams, 49ers and Saints. I just think the Saints right now, you know, they're playing with their backup quarterback and they're they're beating very good teams still. Yes. Um so that's just my perspective on it. I would happily be fine if I would be overjoyed if the Colts went in there and yes. completely Yes. decimated the saints i'd be yes. i'd be fine with yeah. that yeah and and my other friend toby who i do the podcast with he's our host for that podcast and he is a die hard saints fan okay mm-hmm. i've had a lot of uh i have one story on him that uh i i can't i have him beat on and he they beat us in the super bowl and my friend josh and i've never let him live that down he's never let mm-hmm. us live that down uh so it's it's always good if the Colts get a chance to beat the Saints because if they do, you best believe I'm going to make sure he remembers it for the rest of his life that he <laughs> remembers the time the Colts beat him because he reminds me ev- almost every week that the Colts got beat by the Saints. Yeah, that's the same <laughs> way with one of my friends who's a Patriots fan. I mean, it hasn't looked good for a while now with the <laughs> Patriots, but I always talk to him about, oh, yeah, remember 2009 Remember, uh, remember 2006, you know, it's always fun to bring those games back. So anytime yep. you play, uh, play against, you know, a friend's team, uh, it's always fun if your team comes out on top. So, um, we hope the Colts win. Um, but as it stands right now, that's going to be a tough game. Okay. Yep. We'll move on to another one. The Colts are playing another NFC South team. Uh, the Panthers who are soaring right now, uh, crazy enough with their backup quarterback as well. And, you know, obviously led by, Christian McCaffrey, who is just having an insane season right now. I mean, he's just on another level in in terms of stopping, you know, in terms of just running the ball. And we know the Colts early season struggles of stopping the run. So uh, this game, if the Colts don't shore it up, could potentially get ugly Um, as far as the D on the defensive side. And, you know, if Cam Newton's back and if he's at a hundred percent or if they roll, uh, I can't remember his first name. Um, I think his last name's Allen right now. Kyle Allen, I think. Yeah, Kyle um, Allen, yep. Yeah, so if they roll with Kyle Allen, I mean, either way, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, but I'm, I have the Colts slightly in this game just because they're at home. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game to the end. Uh, I don't know. The Panthers are really good, too. Uh, 
I'm going to say if Kyle, I'm going to say it's more of a low scoring game. I'm going to go 21, 20 Colts on top. So it's going to really? be that kind of game. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, but could be wrong again, but that's just my prediction. What's your prediction? We're probably going to differ on this one based on what, yeah, what your we're, we're going to differ here. Go, we're going to go differ ahead. here. Uh, I hate to say the Colts lose twice in, in a row, but they do here. I'm sorry. Just I know some people might not be high on the Panthers due to their record. I know we're three and two and they're four and two. Everyone's going to think, oh, you know, all they got is Christian McCaffrey and all and this. And if we shut him down, we'll be fine. Folks, they've been trying to shut down Christian McCaffrey ever since last year. Look at what this man is doing. He is on a historic pace this guy's the best running back in the nfl at the moment it's saquon even with saquon barkley in there i'll gladly take christian mccaffrey right now he's best running back in the nfl he's killing every defense he goes on because he's big he's strong he knows to find to find the soft spots in the zone he's just phenomenal and kyle allen has made this team better cam newton didn't know how to get the ball to christian mccaffrey Kyle Allen knows how to Kyle Allen knows how to actually throw the football. There's a difference here. If this was Cam Newton leading them, I'd probably say we have a pretty good chance, but Kyle Allen, ever since the Panthers had Kyle Allen starting, they haven't lost. They haven't lost. They don't, they look like a completely different team. And I mentioned it earlier. The Panthers have a really good defense right now. Right now their defense, one of the best in the league, their front seven, solid front seven, solid front seven. And unfortunately, this isn't with Andrew Luck where we can beat you over the top. This just isn't that team, at least not at this moment. So right now, the, the, the Panthers seclude every single spot to beat us that we can't beat them at. So right now, even with a fully healthy roster, I'm still going with the Panthers to win this one. Although I think this one's a little bit higher scoring than, uh, than Cody here, but it's a score of 34 to 24. That's mine. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like this game could go either way. Like, I, yeah. I could see, I could totally flip that score. Uh, and I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think both teams are very good um, mm-hmm. in the areas they need to be good um, as far as the trenches go. Um, but so I could, I could definitely see the Panthers winning, but I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. Um, then Colts at Jaguars, I'm going to say a loss here just because the Colts struggle for whatever reason when they go down to Jacksonville. <laughs> at least they have. Um, recently and so um, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Colts to go down there and beat Jacksonville I, I got the Colts losing kind of a closer game because I think it's going to be one of those games like we saw last year uh, I got the Colts losing uh, 17 to 10 against the Jaguars just because I think that Jacksonville defense is going to feel really inspired um, there's probably going to be a lot of players at least if the season goes the way it's been going there's going to be a lot of motivated players uh, you know, trying to move a point, trying to play spoiler. And I think they do. Um, I think they beat the Colts here um, just because it's such a hard place to play. And I told one of my friends that one friend I mentioned, who's a Patriots fan. I'm like, man, for whatever reason, it's kind of similar to how, no matter how good the Patriots are. And you know, I know this year is kind of cause dolphins are just terrible, but like, it seems like every time the Patriots are really good and the dolphins are okay, or they're not very good. When they go down to Miami, the dolphins somehow pull out kind of a bull crap win out of nowhere, kind of pulled out of their butts and they go and beat the Patriots. And I feel like that's kind of how it's been with the Colts, no matter how much, how bad Jacksonville is uh, for whatever reason, like the Colts just can't get it done in Jacksonville. And I hope they break the trend. I think they could, Um, 
But we saw it last year. The Colts got shut out in that game, and that was an ugly, ugly game. So I think it's going to be another low-scoring game there. Um, And so, yeah, I'm going to end the season probably on a loss there. Well, I would probably go along with you on this, that I think they would uh, do that. But I think this year they pull off the trend, and I think they do a little bit different. They get off that train, and they're going – onto whatever they want to go on to. I think losing those two games against the Saints and the Panthers will have them reinvigorated and want them desperate for a win. They'll still be in playoff contention. I think that they really, really, really want it. And it is an AFC South uh, opponent that they need to win in order to put themselves up on that pedestal. And Mm -hmm. in order to do it, I mean, if they – if my prediction is right and they only lose one game to the Texans, I think it's quite plausible that they could still be in the running for the AFC South if they win this game. I think they know yeah. what's at stake here. I think that they're going to play their hearts out just like they did last year when the NFL moved that game to a Sunday night primetime game because they knew the significance of it. I think the Colts are going to have that same thing here. Uh, I think it's going to be a sl- it's going to be low scoring as well. Kind of like you mentioned, uh, but I think the Colts pull this one out 17 to 13. Okay. All right. And that is our look at the Colts regular season. So let's add up real fast. Our yeah, wins and losses. I think I'm going to change one of mine. If I'm allowed to do that, I'm kind of cheating. So sorry, I got people. you. You can, um, I'm going to change that Colts and Texans score. Um, just cause I think, uh, you know, the Colts at Texans, I think it's going to be really hard. So I'm going to say the Colts, it's a close game, but I think the Colts ultimately don't win that game. Um, so that gets me right now um, having the Colts an 11-5 and five record to finish off the season. Uh, I think that's pretty plausible. I think that's kind of where I thought they would be at this point, 11-5, and 10-6. And, um, and, you know, even like 9-7, and seven, like that was like my lowest, 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight was kind of where I thought, you know, at the least I think this team, that's where I kind of expected them to start the season with, with Jacoby Brissett. Um, that's kind of what I expected this team to get at. So um, I think nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five around there is where I'm going to go. But based on this prediction, it's going to be eleven and five. What did you say, Derek? Yeah, uh, mine was with the way I had mine. I had mine at eleven and five as well. I do think okay. the the flooring for them is nine and seven. I think that's that's easily uh, doable with what this team is and how they're getting healthy now. Uh, just again, this Texans game is going to be so pivotal to how mm-hmm. they do the rest of this season. I mean, because obviously they lose to the Texans. It's not the end of the world, but they, they, they're going to have to win uh, most of their games, like 90% of the rest of their games in order to be able to still be in contention for that. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that they, I hope they do that. Uh, I think 10 and six, 11 and five is easily doable. Uh, we'll just have to see what if Jacoby Brissett keeps adding on to this season he's already having. Yeah, I think it's going to be a successful season for the Colts. I think they're going to keep using that formula for success. And it's going to be an interesting to see how Jacoby Brissett plays over these last 11 games because um, I feel like he's had his moments where he's played really well. And then he's had his moments where it's like, well, you know, you did a little bit more. You need to see a little bit more from Brissett. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, does Frank Reich make some adjustments? Does Jacoby Brissett start throwing the deep ball a little bit more? Um, what kind of player do the Colts have in Jacoby Brissett? Is he a franchise quarterback or should they, you know, is he more of a game manager? And so it'll be interesting to watch over the last 11 games. 
I think he's going to do well. Um, I've said basically at the start of the season, I'm a big Jacoby Brissett fan. Um, I think he does a lot of things well. I think he has all the tools to be a very good quarterback in this league. Um, so I believe in Brissett. I know the Colts believe in Brissett. Um, and it's going to be an interesting to watch him over these last 11 games to see what kind of quarterback he is and see how he proves himself. So, yep. yeah, I think that's about it for our predictions. And I'd love to hear your guys' predictions. Obviously, if you disagree, that's okay. Um, we all have different opinions. Uh, but I'd love to hear what you guys think the Colts record will be over these last 11 games and, and the 2019 season. Um, I do think the Colts will make the playoffs. I think at the worst, they will be a wild card team. Um, but you know, this, like you said, Derek, this Texans game is a huge game to see and kind of judge where is this Colts team? Cause Texans are a hot team right now. So, yep. um, the Sunday's game is going to be a really good one. So I, I can't yes. wait to, to see what kind of Colts team comes out and if they can pull off a win against Houston. So, all right. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate you as always. Uh, love your support. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have a re- a preview, I should say, podcast out probably on Friday because we usually try to record on Thursday um, mm-hmm. to get that out to you. So yeah, and we'll keep you updated on some injury news and stuff that we mentioned, Malik Hooker um, and some other players that could potentially play here in this Houston game. So all right. With that, thanks guys. Go Colts. <laughs>